Welcome to our DSM Hollywood podcast series. The following is an excerpt from Dr. Daniel Sherstad's weekly online Bible study for those in the entertainment industry, along with those who have a passion to see the kingdom of God revealed in Hollywood. For more information about DSM Hollywood, including upcoming events and how to join in on our Bible studies, please visit www.dsmhollywood.com. We're so glad you have tuned in, and we're grateful for the privilege to help you grow in your holy calling in Christ Jesus. Before you listen, I encourage you to grab your Bible and set your heart in expectancy to receive from the Lord, knowing that his heart is free to grow in knowing him and to grow in walking with him. Welcome everyone on Facebook. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you may be watching this, whether it's right now or in an hour, tomorrow or next week, uh, we always have people that are uh, watching from uh, Pakistan and India and West Africa and South Africa and Mexico and about 12 different states. And so just want to say welcome to each and every one of you and thank you for uh uh, joining us here tonight on the broadcast. I believe that you're going to be extremely blessed, everybody on the call, everybody on Facebook, and uh, you're going to receive. So I want to encourage you to open up your hearts, and I just uh, want to uh, open up your minds and just allow the Holy Spirit to literally just speak revelatory understanding and revelation that's just going to change your life here tonight in the name of Jesus. And so we're just so thankful for the opportunity to do that. And so if you're um, so if you're watching this on the call or on the thing and and you're not um, a, a partner of the ministry, but you would like to become one or maybe just uh, want to find more information about that, you can go to dsmhollywood.com, dsmhollywood.com. And just an absolutely, I was just looking at the website again yesterday, and it's just <clears throat> absolutely uh, all kinds of great resources, all kinds of shows, everything is free on there. And so, and you can find out all about us, find out all about the ministry team, found out, find out all about why we're here and everything and what we're doing for the kingdom of God. And so not only are we... Um, doing this absolute significant work in 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 the, in the hollywood area but uh we are uh you know working in different churches and uh, traveling to different states different nations we've been to 27 different nations six continents been doing this for 35 years straight now it's all i've done my whole life is just do kingdom work kind of thing just preach teach prophesy and pastor, um, apostolic work, prophetic work, all of that. And so we're so grateful for the opportunity. We are eternally grateful to each and every one of you, each and every one of you, uh, for the opportunity just to have to speak into your life tonight. Well, sweetheart, just let's just open yes. up with a word of prayer, and yes. uh, and then uh, we'll just jump right into it. Okay. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. We come to you in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus, and we just give you glory. We give you praise. Yes, we Lord. thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for the anointing that is upon your word as it is declared, as it is 
preached. Mm -hmm. And I pray for every person on this call, Lord, and those who are listening by Facebook and those who will listen to the recording, Lord God. We just yes, thank Lord. you, Abba Father, that you have a word in season for them, oh God. And I just pray, Lord, uh, by the power of your spirit, that you would speak to them a now word, oh God. Yes, Lord. I pray, oh God, Holy Spirit, that you would just reach into right where they're at, Lord God, and touch their heart tonight. Mm. I pray for a spirit, Lord, of, 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 of encouragement and of hope to be renewed within them. I pray, yes, oh Lord. God, that they would arise for this is the season and the hour to arise mm -hmm. and to shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon them. It is living in them by the spirit of God, Jesus himself. I thank you, Jesus. You live mm. within us. And That's so, right. Lord, I just pray that you would remind us of who we are and, and, and all that you have given to us. The, the treasure of the kingdom that and the power of the kingdom that is indwelling us so that we can arise in this hour and to uh, manifest the kingdom of God. Yes, so I just thank you for each person. I pray for my husband to, to teach, to declare your word. I thank you, oh God, for the anointing upon him, oh God. Mm. And we just thank you and praise you, Holy Spirit, that you will speak through words of knowledge and through the prophetic tonight. Yes, and so Lord. we just thank you for that, Lord, for the moving of your spirit and for the gifts being displayed, all for your glory and for your honor, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you praise. Amen. And amen, amen. 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 Well, thank you. <clears throat> thank you, sweetheart. And uh, so awesome. Listen, we're gonna. I'm gonna start right here in Joel chapter two, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna just say a few things that I said um, uh, last uh, couple weeks ago or three weeks ago, something like that. And for two reasons, because we got new people on the call. We always have new people watching on Facebook and listening to the podcast. And, and then secondly, uh, one, of the, one of the seven laws of teaching is, is repetition. And repetition and repetition and repetition. Um, it's an actual uh, law that uh, you don't really absorb anything until you've heard it at least seven times. Isn't that amazing? That's why I always encourage people, listen, go after the call. Listen to it again. Go, <coughs> excuse me, listen to the podcast. Listen to the recording again, over and over again. And um, whenever I get a, whenever the Lord ministers something to me that really uh, touches my heart, and I know it's for me, I listen to it over and over and over again. And every time I do, I hear something brand new. And so uh, I want to encourage you to, to participate in that also. So here in, uh, in Joel chapter 2 here, it reads like this. This is a prophetic word. Uh, and most people remember when, uh, you know, Peter got up and said, you know, this is uh, this what's happening here on the day of Pentecost is what the prophet Joel prophesied. And he prophesied that, you know, that God's going to pour out his spirit, that you're, you know, that you're going to prophesy all flesh your daughters are going to prophesy your sons and daughters old men are going to see dreams young men are going to see visions and uh and then all the holy spirit is going to come upon every single person now most people don't know these verses that i'm going to read that come before that but this is the prophetic word that god gave me as it relates to this season here so i'm going to read it in its context and then we're going to go back to the beginning and then i'm going to share what the lord has given me for tonight it says here in verse 21, Joel chapter 2, verse 21 says, Fear not, be glad, rejoice, for the Lord has done and is about to do great miraculous things for you. 
Let me say that again. Oh, dear Lord. Ooh, just, okay, okay, let me say that again. Fear not, be glad, rejoice, for the Lord has and he's about to do some miraculous things for you. I heard the Holy Spirit as I was praying this afternoon. Let me just start out by declaring this. I heard him say, you tell my people that we have stepped into a season of unprecedented miracles. God is about to do unprecedented miracles in your life. Oh my goodness. If you need God to do a miracle in your life, a sign, a wonder, a supernatural thing, man, you be, you be listening with, come on now. That's right, Pastor. You clap under the Lord, begin to rejoice, begin to thank him even now. Come on now. Woo, we pray, Lord. I feel that strong. Come on now. I feel that strong. Oh, thank you, Lord. Come on. Let's take about a 30-second praise break right now in the name of Jesus. I praise you. I worship you. I adore you. I thank you. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor for what you have done. And I'm going to thank you, Lord. I'm going to praise you for what you are about to do in our lives. I decree supernatural, miraculous miracles are about to manifest in an uncommon way in this season that we have stepped into in the name of Jesus. Hear the word of the Lord here tonight. Verse 22 says, be not afraid. He said, the pastures of uh, the wilderness have sprung up. They are green. The trees are bearing fruit. The fig tree, the vine, are they're yielding a harvest in their full strength. Come on now. I decree and declare full strength is coming back to the people of God in the name of Jesus. Verse 23, be glad, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he gives the former and the early rain in just measure and in righteousness. He causes to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain as before. And the threshing floors shall be full of grain, shall be full of the blessing of God. The vat shall be overflowing with the blessing of God. And I will restore, and I will cause you to recover. I will cause recompense to take place for everything that you have lost in your life. In verse 26, and you shall eat in plenty and you shall be satisfied and you shall praise the name of the Lord your God. Come on now. And he says, and I, <clears throat> because I'm about to do wonders in your midst and my people shall never be put to shame. <clears throat> and you will know, and you're going to understand and you're going to realize that I am in your midst and that I am the Lord and there is nobody, nobody that's likened unto me. And I guarantee you, he says here, my people, my people, my sons and my daughters, they will never, ever, ever will be, I will never allow them to be put to shame in any form or fashion whatsoever. So the, the word of the Lord is, the prophet declares here, number one, you got to make a decision not to fear. Come on now, not to fear. I said that a couple of weeks ago, but let me say for the new people, come on now, in the name of Jesus, you got to make a decision to fear not. It's not a suggestion. It is a command. It is a commandment from God. Come on, do not fear. Fear brings no pleasure to the heart of God. In fact, when you're operating in fear, you cannot operate in faith. And Hebrews 11:6 6 says, if you're not operating in faith, you're, you've literally crippled your ability to bring pleasure to the God, to the heart of your father. And if you're not pleasing him, 
Guess who you are pleasing? You're pleasing, come on now, the kingdom of darkness because of the fear that you're allowing to grip your heart. And as you heard me say, man, the last over the last 18 months, I've been disheartened by how many believers are gripped with fear. Come on now. Um, over what has happened. If you think that this was rough, if you think this was tough, you might want to read the Bible. Come on now, because things, come on now, in the last days, things are going to shake and quake like we've never seen before. Um, but let me just say it like I said it a couple of weeks ago. I believe I said this. Come on. Just as the children of Israel, man, they had light in Goshen, but the Egypt, come on now, there was no light. Come on. In Goshen, they had more than enough straw. In Egypt, they didn't. Come on, in Goshen, they had more than enough food, an abundance of food and drink. Come on now. In Egypt, there was lack. Come on now. People are dying left and right in Egypt, but nobody's dying in Goshen. Come on now. I just want to say welcome to Goshen, all of the sons and daughters of God. You can live in a world, come on now, and still be protected by God. You got to make that decision like the Apostle Paul says in the book of Philippians. He said, listen, now be anxious. Do not allow anxiety, fear, or worry to grip your heart. Rejoice. Praise God. Come on. He wrote that while he was in prison. He said hey, to the letter into the, to the church in Philippi, while he's in prison, chained down, he said 14 times, praise God, worship God. Thank God. Rejoice. Don't allow fear, worry, or anxiety. Come on now. And I'm not talking about, okay, I'm just making like a little decision. Well, okay, I'm not going to be afraid or anything. I'm not going to be. No, I'm talking about a radical departure from the spirit of anxiety, from the spirit of fear, and the spirit of worry. Will you make a decision just like you made a decision? I will not become an alcoholic. Come on now. You need to make a decision like that. I will not fear. You make a decision, I will not, come on now, be a drug addict. I will not fear. I will not, come on now, commit adultery. I will not fear. You make that on-purpose quality decision. I am radically departing, and I will not allow a spirit of fear to grip my heart, because when I do that, peace leaves. I can't hear the Holy Spirit. I'm not walking in faith. It opens up the door for the enemy to ravage my life. Fear is a wicked thing. Come on now. And so he, that's why he says it 365 times in the Bible. Fear not. Then begin to praise him. Begin to worship him. Begin to thank him. Come on now. Praise him because that's how the rain comes. Let me just share this right off the bat here tonight in the name of Jesus. That is how the rain of God's spirit. He said, I'm going to bring the former and the latter rain, the rain of God's glory, the rain of God's outpouring the reign of revival to come like never before. We're living in that day and that hour. This is a promise from God himself that I will bring the rain, but I need you to participate in bringing the rain. And you say, well, how do we do that? Here, how, here is this. You got to begin to praise him. You got to worship him. You got to thank him. You got to be glad. Come on now. Not sad, but be glad. <clears throat> I wrote a little thing to my to my ministry team, I, I think I mentioned it and uh, when I was traveling kind of thing. But listen now, the, David, here talking about restoration now, in the book of Acts, it says, in the last days, the day that we're living in right now, here's one of the things that God says, I'm going to restore. I'm going to restore the tabernacle of David back to the church of Jesus Christ. And the tabernacle of David was, remember now, David just wasn't a king. He was a prophet. Come on now. And he could see into the future. 
Pay attention because we're going to come back to that in a minute. Come on now. He saw into the future and he saw what life was going to be like, what the kingdom was going to be like on the other side of the cross, on the other side of the cross after the Messiah came, after Jesus, the anointed one, came and did, come on, died on the cross. He knew what that was going to take, that the veil of Jesus's flesh was going to be rent. The glory was going to escape and allow us to now be in the manifest tangible presence of God. And to illustrate that and to communicate that to the people, uh, to the children of Israel back in David's day, he, he built what he referred to as the tabernacle of David. There was the tabernacle of, of, of Moses still in existence, but he built what he called the tabernacle of David. And he literally created, he raised up these Levites. Um, they were uh, anointed prophetic musicians and singers and he literally had them praising and worshiping god 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days out of the year and here's the thing everybody could come into that tabernacle it wasn't like in the tabernacle of moses where the where the glory of god was behind the veil and the high priest was only allowed to go into the manifest shekinah glory once a year now david says over here in this everybody it doesn't matter what tribe you're from doesn't matter come on how old or young doesn't matter what your culture is doesn't matter what your history is doesn't matter what is going on or what hasn't gone on everybody gets to access the manifest tangible anointed presence of god presence of god all day long come on now every day of the week to illustrate what it was going to be so david saw Come on now. He saw into the future. He saw what it was going to be like and then created an atmosphere so that people could experience it now. Oh, my God. I was somebody. And so that was lost. And then in the book of Acts, it's prophesied that God would restore that in the day. And he's doing that right now. So God wants us. Come on now. As we are living, breathing tabernacles. Come on, of David. Come on, to begin to praise him, to begin to rejoice so that the rain can come. You say, well, how does that work? Fiction? Because the way the rain comes is like this, from a natural state. Now, listen very carefully now, because the Bible talks about, I've got time to read all the scriptures tonight, but the Bible talks about in multiple places about natural rain and how the process of natural rain is created and then draws a correlation to how spiritual rain it comes to the earth. And this is how it happens. The sun comes out in the morning. We were in the state of Illinois and the Wisconsin. My God, when we got off the plane on last Tuesday, uh, it was like the heat index was 105. The humidity was so terrible. Oh, my God, I thought I, we stepped into hell itself. It was just absolutely terrible. And it was like that every single day that we were there. Uh, the heat index was just absolutely, you just stand there within minutes, you're like drenching with sweat kind of thing. And so, and so, uh, and then, of course, every day, Every day you come out in the morning, the sun, the blue sky, but because there was so much humidity in the atmosphere, the, the, as the sun is shining down, it causes the, the atmosphere ground to begin to arise like vapors. They're um, vapors into the atmosphere, and then these vapors form clouds and then rain back down. And so we experience that every single day. And the one, that's, that's why here in Southern California, we hardly ever see any rain 
because there's no humidity. Very rare to see any kind of measure of humidity in Southern California. Therefore, no clouds can be formed. Therefore, no rain can come. You need moisture in the atmosphere on the ground so when the sun comes out, it can arise like vapors to create natural clouds. And so we experienced that every single day to the point where it was so violent. We were literally, we drove up into Wisconsin through it, and then we had to drive back the next day. The same thing happened. Violent storms, absolutely crazy, white forked lightning all around us. It was raining so hard we couldn't even, our cars were going into the ditch kind of thing. We couldn't even hardly see two feet in front of us on the highway kind of thing. It was just absolutely, I had to literally pray in the spirit just to drive in there and I threw it to make it through to our next meeting kind of thing. Uh, but I hadn't driven in storms like that in like about six, seven years kind of thing. And uh, but here's the point. That's how it works. And you say, well, what's that got to do with spiritual rain? This is how it worked. Now watch, now watch. Listen very carefully, everyone. Listen, now when the sun comes out, not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N. Come on now. When the S-O-N begins to shine down upon your life, come on, here's what happens now. <clears throat> it begins to shine down. And the moisture, come on, the river, the water that's in you. Come on, there is a mud. Somebody grab a hold of this right now. There's a river of living water that's flowing deep on the inside of you. It's a well, the Bible says. It's strong. It's powerful. You need to get that river flowing. You need to get that well pumped up. Come on now. And as you do that, come on now. You begin, you say, well, how do I do that? Through praise and through worship, the Bible says. The Bible talks about it in multiple places. As you begin to praise him, as you begin to lift up a spirit of gladness, come on now. As you thank him, as you begin to worship him, come on now. It literally releases the it literally releases the water and causes on the inside of it and causes the spiritual vapors to arise into the spiritual atmosphere and form spiritual clouds over your life, over your city, over your church, over your family, come on, over your state, over your nation, come on now, and begin to rain down the rain of God's spirit, the latter and the former rain, but the rain don't come. If you operate in fear, the rain don't come until you get glad. The rain don't come until you begin to rejoice. The rain don't come until you begin to praise and you begin to worship. As you do that, it causes the moisture, the water, the rain, the river, the well on the inside of you to release. The, the, that is the vehicle that brings and causes the water on the inside of you to become spiritual vapors, the vehicle that does that is praise. It's worship. It's adoration. Come on now. That's why David created 24-7. Come on now. Now watch this. He created, he, he, he set three chief Levites over the house of David. And uh, one of them was Asaph. And Asaph raised up a company of prophetic musicians and worshipers called Asaphites, A-S-A-P-H-I-T-E-S, -A -E Asaphites. There was a company of prophetic, listen to the Psalms, their songs that they, they, they sung, and they were spontaneously written, come on, in the glory, in the tabernacle of David, and they would have 24-hour scribes that would literally be writing down these, these prophetic songs of the Lord that came spontaneously, 
in the tabernacle of David as they began to praise, as they began to worship, and they were literally, and so the, the word Asaph literally in the Hebrew language is literally translated fulfilled prophecy. Oh my God, somebody grab a hold of that. The word Asaph in the Hebrew language means fulfilled prophecy, and the root word that that word Asaph comes from, literally the root Hebrew word is portal. Oh my God, somebody get ready to get excited. David understood that he had a revelation and he literally, literally took this chief Levite Asaph, which means fulfilled prophecy. He raises up a company of prophetic musicians and singers that are praising, they're worshiping, Come on now, they're releasing spiritual vapors into the spiritual atmosphere, forming spiritual clouds that rain down the, the come on now, the righteousness of God in that nation. Come on, are you listening to me? What was happening? These Asaphites, come on now, what they would do is through their praise and worship, they would create a portal in the heavens and which, which allowed the reign of God's power. Oh my God to come down and fulfill God's prophetic words over your life. Woo! If you think God's prophetic words are going to happen by accident, come on now, or by coincidence in your life. No, 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 no. Come on. you got to cooperate this. Every promise in the Bible is conditional. What makes you think that prophetic words spoken of your life are not conditional? They are extremely conditional, and that means that you have got to participate in, with the Lord and the way that you open up a portal over your life so that the power and the reign of God's glory can come down in your life and fulfill his prophetic word in your life is that you got to make a decision to stop being afraid, stop fearing, stop being anxious, stop worrying, and be glad begin to praise him, begin to worship him, begin to adore him. And as you do that, God says, I'll cause my reign of my righteousness to rain down upon your life and cause a harvest of blessing, a harvest of fulfilled promises to take place. Your life will be overflowing. Come on now. And I, you will, you will never, ever be put to shame and you will come to a revelatory understanding and see and know how powerful I really am. Somebody better shout amen. Whoo, if you can just grab amen. a hold of that. Right. Come on now, Patsy. If you can grab a hold of that, come on now, and practice that. Come on now, by way of revelation in your life, I'm telling you right now, your life will change. And you say, well, I don't, I don't feel like praising the Lord. That's when you really need to praise the Lord. Come on now. We need to, as a corporate people, come on now, as an individual, you need to understand the power. Stop sitting around feeling sorry for yourself. Come on now, sitting Come on now, allowing the spirit of discouragement and depression to overwhelm you. Come on now, the reason, come on now, the reason you sit there, the longer you embrace that, the longer that you meditate on that, the longer that you literally create an atmosphere. Come on now, come on now, don't, don't, don't just sit there and feel sorry. Open up the shades. Come on, open up the shades. Let the sun into the room. Create an atmosphere in your naturally. Come on now, that literally demons love darkness. Come on now. They love gloom. And so, man, you, they hate the light. They hate natural light, and they hate spiritual light. So open up the shades. Come on now. Let the light come in. Put some praise and worship. Come on now. You can run praise and worship 24 hours a day. Come on now. 
off of Pandora. Come on, off of all kinds of different devices in your house night and day. Come on, literally just filling the atmosphere with the power and the praise of God raining down, opening up a portal. Come on now, literally, so that the power of God could rain down on you and literally fulfill God's prophetic promise. But you got to do that. You got to make a decision to do that once and for all in your life. Um, that's how recovering. Come on, that's how he's going to restore things. You can't just sit back and just say, oh, okay, well, the Lord says he's going to restore. No, no, you got to participate in this and you got to literally put action to your faith in the name of Jesus. Now, so notice how the prophet is declaring. He's saying, man, God has done and God will do things. You know why the prophets uh, are talked that way? You know why the New Testament believers talk that way? You know why God talks that way? You know why the Bible says that faith talks that way? Because that's just the way that God operates. Now, listen, I want to read you uh, a scripture out of Isaiah chapter 46. Watch this now. Isaiah chapter 46 is a couple of scriptures. I'm going to read it out of the out of the uh, Amplified Bible, then I'm going to read it out of the uh, out of the Message Bible here tonight. But Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9, 10, 11. Watch this. Listen carefully now. Listen with both spiritual ears now. This is powerful. It says, earnestly remember the former things. He's not talking about remembering your past before you came into Christ, but he's talking about, he's talking to the people of God, and he's telling them, listen now, because they're in a state of, uh, uh, of falling away from God. God is trying to stir them up and trying to get them to come back to him. And he says, you need to remember everything that I did for you. Come on, they, that's why you got to praise him. Thank him for what he's done for you. Thank him for what he's doing right now and begin to thank him for what he's about to do in your life. He, so he said, you got to spend time, come on, remembering the testimonies. Come on now. That's why he said, don't forget about the testimonies, the testimonies of what Jesus has done in your life carry a prophetic anointing. The spirit of prophecy is all over those things right there. Remember the former things which I did for you. <clears throat> Come on, remember that I am God and there is no one else like me. I am God. There is no one like me. Now let's look at verse 12, verse 10, excuse me. I am the God that declares the end result from the beginning. I am the God that declares the end result from the beginning. Let me say it one more time. I am the God. There's no other God like me. I am the God that declares the end result from the beginning and in the beginning. Before anything starts, I know how it's going to end. And from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel and my wisdom shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure and my purpose. Now watch this. Come on now. Calling a eagle from the east, the man Cyrus, who executes my wisdom and my counsel from a far country. Yes, I have spoken, and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed it, and surely I will do it. So here God is declaring over the people of God in the context that he literally says, and I have declared, he says, because it looks like nothing's good's going to happen. That there's going to absolutely going to be no restoration. That everything is lost. And God says, listen, no, 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 no. I, I know what I'm up to. 
And I know my plan. And I know Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans and the purposes that I have for your life. Come on now. And it's a plan and it's a purpose for nothing but good things to come to your life. For literally, come on now, the best to come to your life. And that the end result will be shalom, will be peace. Come on now. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Mm, the presence of all things beneficial. The absence of everything harmful in your life. Safety. Provision. Prosperity. Health. All of those words are wrapped up into the word shalom. Temporal and eternal. Everything wrapped in it. He said, that's my will. That's my plan for your life. He said, I declare the end. He said, and even in this case here, he's using a pagan, ungodly king by the name of Cyrus. Come on now. To literally perform. He said, I can do anything and I can use anybody that I want to do because I've already declared this is what's going to happen. So it doesn't matter what people do. Don't matter what people say. This, if I declared it, this is what's going to take place. Come on now. This is why. Now watch me and watch now as I read that out of the Message Bible. It says, think about this and wrap your minds around it. Whoo, think about this and wrap your mind around it. Remember your history, your long and rich history in God. I am God, the only God, and come on now, you've ever had or you ever will have. I am incomparable and I am irreplaceable from the very beginning telling you what the ending will be from the very beginning i always tell you what the end will be in your life all along letting you in on what is going and what is happening right now assuring you i'm in this for the long haul i'll do exactly what i set out to do in your life calling the eagle cyrus out of the east from a far country, the man I chose to help me. I've said it, and I'll most certainly do it. I've planned it, so it's as good as done. Oh, my God. This is the God that you serve. Come on now. He's planned your life. Come on, before you were even in your mother's womb. God knew you. He knew your, what your future. He knew everything about you. He decreed and declared a prophetic future and word and desire and dream from his heart over your life. Come on now, before you were even a seed in your mother's womb, he de declared that into existence. Come on now, from the very beginning. And so he says, now we, as his sons and daughters, he says, I have given you the Holy Spirit. Now, let me just, just do a little bit of teaching here now. In John chapter 16, Jesus telling, come on now, telling us, he says, listen, I still have many things that I want to say. This is verse 12, John 16, that I want to say to you, but you're not able to bear them. You're not able to take them upon you or to grasp them now. And the reason was because they didn't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him. But he says now, but when he, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, the truth giving spirit comes. So he's getting ready because he's getting ready to go to the cross. Come on now. And he's getting right after the cross on the day of Pentecost. The promise of the father was, it, it says that, come on now, that, that Jesus, the, the promise was given to Jesus, which was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Jesus literally poured out the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of Jesus himself. 
upon the church on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after the resurrection now. And he says here, but when he, the spirit of truth, he will come. Now watch now. He's going to guide you into all the truth. Listen, truth is just not a precept. Truth is a person. I am the way and the truth, Jesus said. The whole truth, the full truth, for he will not speak his own message. Remember Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 19 and verse 30, he said, listen, I don't speak my own words. In fact, every word that I say is not my words. I don't let allow, allow a word to come out of my mouth until the Father shows me that I'm supposed to speak those words. And now the Holy Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going to do the same thing that Jesus did. He's not going to say anything to you until the Father tells the Holy Spirit to say it to you. Come on now. And so when he comes, the Spirit of truth will come. He's going to guide you into all truth, the whole truth, for he will not speak his own message. He's not going to speak on his own authority, but he will tell you whatever he hears from the Father. He will give you the message that has been given to him, and he will announce, he will decree, he will declare to you the things that are about to happen in your life. He's going to decree to you what will happen in the future as it relates to your own personal life. That's what Jesus said about the purpose. Come on now, one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Come on, that's why we got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Now what? I'm going to read that out of the um, out of the out of the Passion Translation. He said, "Well, watch that. There is so much more I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at this moment. But when the truth-giving Spirit comes." He will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is about to come. The Holy Spirit on the inside of you will reveal to you, to you prophetically, what is about to happen in your life. What did Isaiah said? Come on. He says, declaring the God that you serve is a God that always, that always declares the end result before the beginning ever starts. So no matter when you step into a new season, when God's about to do a new thing, come on now, God always shows you the end results before you even begin to start. That's the way God is. So man, if you don't know the end result, you need to spend time with the Holy Spirit and you need to begin. And then after the Holy Spirit, now watch now, shows you the end result. Come on. You need to be just like God. Ephesians chapter five, verse one says this, to be imitators of your father. One translation says to copy exactly everything that he does so that the people out there in the world can see that you are true sons and daughters of God. Come on now. So if we're going to copy what God, your father does, if you're going to imitate, come on, your father, you're going to have to learn how to tap in to the person, presence, and the power of the Holy Spirit and allow him to show you and speak to you the end result before anything begins to start in your life as it relates to that so that you can begin to so that you can declare 
That's why, remember now, let me remind you what Job 22, 28 says. If you would declare a thing, I will establish it. And then the light of God's favor and glory will go ahead of you and light up your path. Come on, we'll continue to light up an even greater future for you. So number one is you've got to learn to tap into the Holy Spirit. You've got to be committed to imitating God. And then you've got to have the boldness and the courage that whatever the Holy Spirit shows you as it relates to the end result, you've got to stand up and be like God and decree. Come on, now God's not going to establish it. You've got to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And then you've got to begin to decree it and declare it, the end result. Now you say, this is what the Holy Spirit has shown me. This is what I know to be a reality in my life. This is what God, because faith speaks and calls those things that do not exist as if they already do exist. That's what Romans chapter four said. That's how God, faith speaks in this way. Faith does not look at the circumstances in front of them and talks about that. Way too many Christians spending way too much time talking about, come on, the mountains, talking about the issues in their life to the Lord and telling God how big their issues are, how big their mountains are in their life. You need to stop talking about them and begin to speak to your mountains, begin to speak to those big issues in your life and begin to tell those issues and tell those mountains how big your God is. Come on now, how powerful your God is, how wondrous your God is and begin to praise him and begin to thank him. Listen, once you know the end result, come on, and you begin to declare it, once you know something, come on now, and you you cannot stop. You cannot stop saying it. Listen now, I don't care what, I said this to my ministry team before, once you know the end result, and come on, now you got to begin to decree it immediately, publicly, to everyone around you. Begin to decree the word of the Lord. This is what God has said to me. This is what he's about to do in my life. I decree the end result now. I decree it so that God can begin to move on it. Because once you listen, if God really has shown you the future and shown you what he wants to do in your life, come on, you cannot help but say it. No demon in hell, come on, can shut you up. Let me say that. If a demon or circumstances or a person can shut you up, then you did not hear the Holy Spirit. You did not see, come on now, the end from the beginning. Well, once you see, once the Holy Spirit, he said, Jesus said he's going to come and he's going to begin to prophetically decree to you your future. Come on now, what he's about to do in your life. And then he says, I want you, once you see that, you decree it. Come on now and watch me begin to establish it begin to work in it, begin to form it, begin to fashion it in your life. And then I need you to begin to thank me, be glad, rejoice. Come on, not be afraid. Come on now, begin to praise me and allow the portal to open up over your life so that, come on now, the reign of my power can come down and begin to fulfill the prophetic words in your life. Ooh, I'm telling you right now, listen now, praise is the language of faith. Worship is the language of faith. Thanksgiving is the language of faith. Adoration is the language of faith. Gladness is the language of faith. If God, if you, if, come on now, if God has shown you, come on, the future, come on now, and literally the beginning, come on, showed you the end result at the beginning, if he really has, no demon can shut you up and nobody can, you'll start praising God like it's already done. If you've really seen it, 
Woo, come on now, what God loves to do when you spend time in his presence, he brings you into the future because he's in your future and he's calling you from the future to the future to see your future so that you can come back to the present tense and live off the memories of what you saw in the future and then begin to praise him, begin to thank him, begin to talk like it's already a done deal. Come on, because it really is a done deal as far as God. He said right now, it doesn't matter what I got. If I got to use pagan kings like Cyrus to bring my will and my purposes, come on now, to, to reality in my people's lives, I will do it. I will use anything and everybody and no matter what the system, no matter what the political realm is, no matter what kind of government nothing is too powerful for me nothing is outside the realm of me using it come on now if i've declared it come on if i've spoken it it shall come to pass if i have purposed it i will surely do it for you you will never ever ever be put to shame but i need you to participate come on now before david come on stepped onto the battlefield come on now david was just a shepherd boy right and he shows up on the battlefield where literally, come on now, all of the Israelites, the whole army of Israel is on one side of the, of the, of the canyon. The other, the, the Philistines are on the other side and Goliath is standing there. And it says that they came out in battle array every single day for 40 days. They literally dressed up in their full armor and literally came out and trembled. It says that the whole army of Israel, come on, including King Saul, literally trembled with fear. Trembled with fear. Come on, be not afraid. Come on now. Mm, come on. The, Joel says, be glad. Begin to rejoice. Woo! But they were just trembling and they could do nothing. God had already declared that it was there. God had already given his word. God already declared the end result. But guess what? They weren't experiencing it. Why? Because they're so full of fear until a young man by the name of David showed up on the battlefield. And he said, what in that? What in the world is going on here? Who is that uncircumcised Philistine? Who does he think he is to find the army of the living God? Come on. Notice, he noticed right off the bat that everybody else forgot about that this giant, come on now, this nine foot giant, this powerful being, literally an offspring, come on now, of angels mixing, come on now, themselves with human women, literally giving birth to giants in the earth. That this giant, come on, had this kind of really un, uncommon power, listen, is standing there terrifying the whole army of Israel. But David understood something. He understood that God was a covenant-keeping God. And it doesn't matter how big the giants are, how big the issues are, how big the mountains are, that you, if you're part of the covenant, come on now, if you serve a God who keeps his word, come on, who said, I made a covenant with you, and I will keep my word. If I said it, I'm going to do it. Come on. doesn't matter. Come on. And he, the sign of the covenant was circumcision. And, um, and so he said, that, that giant is uncircumcised. Therefore, he has no right to the power, the presence, the provision, the protection of God. But I do. Come on now. And, and so David literally, as, the, as, as we go on in the story, he literally goes down to the brook. Come on. Now, he, all he has is a slingshot. Come on. Now, he picks out five smooth stones. Come on now. Notice God needed some stones. I'm going to drop this into your heart. My dad, God gave my revel powerful revelation to my dad a couple of years ago. And uh, let me just share real briefly what that means. Come on now, a smooth stone. God only uses smooth stones. Come on now. 
Are you listening to me? The slingshot, come on now, is a type and shadow of the Holy Spirit. David is a type and shadow, come on now, of, of God the Father, of Christ kind of thing. And God needs somebody to use, but he doesn't use jagged stones. Come on now. He needs people that have literally submitted themselves to the Lordship of Christ and have stayed in the river. Stay in the river. Don't get out of the river. Stay in the river, God. If you want to really be used by God, you got to stay in the river of God and allow the river of God to literally wash over you and rub all of the rough edges, come on now, and the chips off of your shoulders so that you are smooth enough. And come on now, so that you won't be an offense to everybody when God uses you, but God can take you and the smoother you are, the faster you can fly through the air. Oh my God, I wish I could get somebody to grab a hold of The smoother you are, Come on, that's why, from a natural standpoint, that's why David chose smooth stones because they travel fast through the atmosphere. They travel fast through the, through the air. Come on now. And they have the ability to, to bring maximum impact when they literally collide with something. And so from a spiritual standpoint, God says, I need some smooth stones. Come on, I need some people that have submitted, come on now, to the leadership of the church of God. Come on now, and literally have allowed the river of God's spirit to literally, that's why the Bible says in Ephesians 6, he gave the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, for the purpose of causing the stones to become smooth, perfecting of the saints so that they can be used in the kingdom of God. Come on, now that's the purpose. But, but if you don't have a submissive, come on, attitude, come on, and you only, come on, well, 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 I don't agree with that. And so listen, submission is, you don't really know what true submission is in your life until you literally are in disagreement with those in authority over you. Up until that point, you just happened to be in agreement. That's all. But true submission to authority in your life, whatever form that takes, that is not truly tested and revealed until you disagree and choose to submit anyway. That is true biblical submission right there. Come on now. And so uh, when you submit and stay in the river and allow God to use the river of God's spirit and the river of God's word, the watering and the washing of God's word to smooth you out. And then in the perfect timing of God, he can pick you up and choose you and as a weapon in his hand to bring down every enemy of God in his life. And so when David's come on now, then David got those five stones. He stepped out onto the battlefield and he said this today, now watch, 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 watch. Listen, today the Lord will give you and your dead carcass, come on, into my hands before David stepped out on the battlefield. Come on now. He knew the end result before it ever started. You can't go into battle if you don't know what you have. You can't go into battle effectively until you know what you have, who you are. Come on, what this says right here, what the covenant says, 
Come on now. And what the promises says, there's thousands of promises here. Everyone, there's someone, I don't care what you're going through in life. There is something in here that gives you the promise of God, that God will work it out. Come on, for his glory and his honor and for your good. But you got to get that word, meditate on that word, get it into your heart. Come on now. Begin to praise him like it's already a done deal. Open up the portal, release the reign of God's power. Come on now through praise and worship and adoration because when you because on the way from come on now when God's God delivers the word to you and shows you the end result from the beginning you're going to have to go through some valleys come on you're going to have to go through through some stuff but if you know come on now what the end result is today the Lord will not maybe not hoping not guessing if the Lord's in a good mood no I know I know before this even starts, this thing is over. Come on now. You're a dead man before. Come on. You're a walking dead man, Goliath. Before I even throw the first sling, the first stone. Let me tell you, you're already dead. Come on now. You're already on the ground. You and your four brothers who were also giants. So all five stones were used to kill the other four brothers of Goliath who were giants too. And the Bible records that David killed all five of them, come on now, for the glory and for the honor of God, decreeing the end result from the beginning today. <laughs> I know Woo, the Lord will absolutely, no doubt, deliver you into my hand. Come on, he was just a teenage boy. Come on, never been in battle. He's not a mighty warrior yet. Come on now, this is a mighty, tested, powerful warrior. Does it matter who you are? All you got to know is who you can belong to. Come on now. And what you possess in Jesus Christ. And come on now, Holy Spirit, you tap into the power of God's word. This is the wisdom of God. That's why the apostle Paul said, listen, I don't come to you in the wisdom of man. Wisdom, man the man's wisdom is, is, is pointless. It's worthless. It accomplishes very little. It has all kinds of side effects to it, he says. Come on now. He said, I come to you in the wisdom of God and in the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on now. I came to deliver a prophetic word to you tonight that says that God is, says that we have stepped into a season of the miraculous. Come on now. The supernatural miracles are about to take place in your life. Come on now. In your life here on the call, those on the podcast, those on Facebook, I'm telling you right now, if you can hear the voice within my voice here, I'm telling you right now, God, come on, start declaring the end result from the beginning. Allow the Holy Spirit to show you prophetically, speak to you on the inside. Come on now. And you can see it. Come on now. So you can see it. The enemy, come on, God has given you, a, come on, a, a mind. Come on now. He's given you a will and he's given you, come on now, a soul. He's given you an imagination. You need to see what God wants to do in your life. See the end result. That's why in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the Bible says that we pull down strongholds. Come on now. By, come on now. We pull down strongholds, diabolical strongholds. Come on, in our lives, pulling, bringing every thought into captivity. Come on now. And bringing, come on now, every imagination. Because the enemy knows how powerful your imagination is. And so the enemy, demons love, come on now, to use circumstances to get you to imagine yourself with COVID-19. 
to imagine yourself, come on, to see yourself with sickness and disease, to see yourself in poverty, to see yourself in lack, to see yourself divorced, to see yourself, come on, not healed, to see yourself without the provision of God, to see yourself without the protection of God. He wants us. Well, you got to take those imaginations that he is literally convincing and showing you these pictures that you said and cast them down. Take dominion over them with the power of God's word and the power of his name and the power of his blood and the power of his anointing in your life. You pull those strongholds down. You take control over those imaginations and you allow the Holy Spirit to literally in, enlighten and infuse with the light of his glory, to infuse your imagination so that you can see, see the end result. See it before, come on now, it ever begun. That's what he did with Joseph. Come on. Now, you know the story of Joseph. Joseph, as a young man, he has a dream. And in that dream, he sees the end results before it ever started. Come on now. I am a God who declares the end result from the very beginning. He says, come on, Ephesians 5. Come on, says you need to imitate me. You need to copy what I do. You need to see it. And then decree it just like I do it. Allow the Holy Spirit to show you things that are about to prophetically come in your life. Come on now. And come on. And so God, what did Joseph do? As soon as the Lord showed him the end result, showed him that he was going to be the ruler. Come on. He was going to be the ruler of the world. And so what did he do? He began to decree it. He went to his dad. He went to his brothers. He began to decree and declare out loud, even when people misunderstood, even because people aren't going to see what you see because, come on now, because the Holy Spirit hasn't shown that. So come on now. That's why you need to be careful who you say it to. Come, come on now. Be around people that don't just simply tolerate you, but be around people that celebrate you. Come on now. That under celebrate your gift and your calling and your anointing in your life. And they'll celebrate your dreams and what you see as it relates to that, which God wants to do in and through and for you. Is somebody getting this tonight? Oh my God, Holy Spirit, help us to receive this. Come on now. You, we serve a God who declares the end result from the very beginning in the name of Jesus. He wants you to see it like you've never seen it before. Just like Joseph. Come on. He began to decree it. Come on now. But you got to see it. Why? Because if you got to go through some things like Joseph, you're never going to make it to the other side unless you see the end result. Seeing the end result is what drives you through the circumstances. It's what drives you through the tribulation. It's what drives you through the trials. It's what drives you. Come on now. That's why James says, count it all joy when you fall into trials and tribulations. Come on now. Be glad. Rejoice. Be joyful. Praise me in the midst of it. Why? Because it literally opens up a portal and rains down the power of God for his word to be declared and fulfilled in your life. You got to do this. This You got to do this like never before, especially in this day. Come on, Joseph, man, he was praising God. He's thanking God throughout the entire story of Joseph. This is one of the things that you pick up that Joseph always, always, come on now, when his brothers wanted to kill him, and then they decide to throw him in a pit. And then they decide to, to sell him as a slave. So now Joseph is a slave. He's in chains, in slavery, walking on his way to Egypt. When he gets to Egypt, he's resold. Come on now, as a slave to another master. Come on now, to Potiphar. And now he's a slave and a servant in Potiphar's house. But the Bible says throughout it all that Joseph kept a great attitude. 
that Joseph, come on now, kept on praising God. He didn't get discouraged. He didn't get depressed. He didn't get sad. He kept on thanking God, going through all of it. Come on now. Even though he didn't understand everything that was going on, he kept, why? Because he saw the end result. Oh my God, somebody catch this, please. He saw the end result from the beginning and it drove him and he kept on. Not one time did Joseph get sad. Even now after he's falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, come on now, and now he ends up in prison, false accusations, falsely imprisoned. He's in prison for years now, but now first he's running Potiphar's house. Why? Because the favor of God is all over Joseph. Why is the favor of God all over Joseph? Because Joseph kept on praising God. Joseph kept on thanking God. Joseph kept on having a glad spirit about him. And now that he's in prison, he's actually running the prison. Come on now. He's running the prison. Why? Because when he's in prison, he's still glad. He's still praising God. He's still worshiping God. He's still thanking God. He's still refusing to be sad. Come on now. Now he meets the, come on, the, the butcher. Come on, the baker. Come on, the candlestick maker. Come on now. In prison. I don't know if he was the candlestick maker, but he probably had one too. Come on now. But the butcher and the baker, he meets in prison from the king. Come on now. And he says to him, why are you guys so sad? Why is your countenance so down? Why are you so discouraged and so depressed? Come on now. Woo! Why, why, why? He said, you know why? Because they didn't see the future. They could not see to the end result. And when you can't see the end result, you're discouraged. You're depressed. You're sad. Come on now. You're always disgusted. You always, come on, busted. Come on now. Come on. But when you know, that's why David wasn't, come on, that's why Joseph wasn't sad. Come on now. Why? Because Joseph, come on now. Woo! Come on. He was right here. Come on. He knew from the very beginning, from the very beginning, way over here, he knew the end result. So boom, man. Woo! As he's going through it, he knows. It's just a matter of time. So now, come on now. He prophesies to them. Come on now. Both of those prophecies come to pass. He tells them, come on, to remember him. They forget him. He ends up spending more time in prison. Come on now. Another couple of years in prison after that. But listen now. Now comes God moves upon Pharaoh, and he has this dream, and nobody can interpret the dream. But somebody tells the Pharaoh that there's some guy. Come on now. I don't understand that. There's some crazy guy. Come on now. Some, some Hebrew boy, some Hebrew young man in prison. Come on now. He's a slave. He's from, come on, he's Hebrew. He's not Egyptian whatsoever. But we've heard that he has this unbelievable gift from God to be able to interpret, come on now, dreams and visions. Come on, he sees the end result from the beginning. Mm, come on now. And so they say, well, go ahead and bring him to me. And, and they're like, well, you know, but we're going to tell you he's a Hebrew. And he's like, well, I don't care if he's not an Egyptian. Bring him to me. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh -huh. Oh, 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 we want to, we want to, we want to hire that person over there. Come on now. Oh, I'm not sure if you want to hire them. They're African-American. Come on now. Oh, I don't know if you want to uh, come on now. Uh, give her a raise. Come on and bring her up to, to management level because she's a woman. Mm, come on now. That's what was going on there. Oh, he's a Hebrew. He's not an Egyptian. I don't know if you want to bring him into your presence, but let me tell you something. I don't care 
what color your skin is. I don't care what your culture is. I don't care what your education is. I don't care what your background is. Come on now, are you listening to me? We have stepped into a season when you know what you have. When you know what you have on, on the inside of it, it don't matter what people says. you got the favor of God all over you and the favor of God. If we have stepped into a day and an hour, please hear the voice in my voice. Come on now, stop listening to what the world says. Come on now, as it relates to this, well, if you're this color and you came from this background, that this isn't available to you, I'm telling you right now, if you're a son and a daughter of God and you're in the kingdom of God and you know who you belong to and you know what you have, it don't matter. Nothing and nobody can keep you from the end result because God has declared it from the beginning over your life. All you need to do is believe it, see it, decree it, declare it, begin to praise God, open up the portal, let the rain of the power come down and cause that to be fulfilled in your life over and over and over and over again. Come on now. Woo, that's what Joseph did. Come on now. Ended up becoming the most, the second most powerful man on the planet because he saw the end result from the beginning because he understood then we serve a God who will never, ever allow us to be put to shame ultimately. That's the God that we serve. That's why the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse uh, verse 2 and verse 3 talks about, listen, man, listen, God is the author of your faith and he's the finisher of your faith. And do not allow, come on, your focus, your imagination to literally to look to the right to be distracted by anything that's happening in your life and look to Jesus who literally despised the shame, come on now, and the pain and the suffering of the cross. Why? Because of the joy that was set before him. Come on now. Why? How was he able to endure all of that? Come on. You know why? Because he saw the end results. Come on. In Mark chapter 10, verse 33, he declared, and not only there, but other places, he declared, listen, the son of man, he declared him is going to have to suffer. They're going to beat me. They're going to spit all over me. Come on now. They're going to crucify me. But on the third day, he declared, they didn't understand. But on the third day, I'm going to be raised from the dead. Come on now. I see the end result from the very beginning. Come on now. And that's what drove him to endure the shame. Come on now. The shame. Why? Because he saw you and he saw me. He saw all of you. He saw everyone in this call here. He saw everyone before he got up on that cross, before he endured the pain. Before he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, he saw it all. And it literally gave him the power to literally endure it all. Why? Because he saw the end result. He declared the end result right from the very beginning. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a powerful man of God that's in history. Um, some of you may know him. Some of you may not know. He was used by God in an absolute dynamic way. His name was Smith Wigglesworth. But let me tell you a story about Smith Wigglesworth that most people don't know about it. This is a story that took place before he came to the Lord. And uh, he's married and uh, his wife had gotten saved. And uh, she, this is before they planted their church, before she became a pastor. And that's why she was actually a pastor. Come on now, before Smith Wigglesworth was. But before she was a pastor, before Smith Wigglesworth was saved, she said to us, she said to Smith, she said, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the church prayer meeting tonight. 
And he said, no, you're not. He said, no, you're not. And, uh, and she said, no, yes, I am. I'm going to go to the prayer meeting. And he goes like this, listen, he said, listen, if you go to that prayer meeting tonight at that church, is what I'm going to do. I'm going to lock the door and you're not getting back into this house tonight. Are you listening to me? Because you listen to me and you listen well. And she said, well, she got dressed and she left the house and she went to the prayer meeting. She came back. Guess what? The house was locked down. She couldn't get in. She sat down on the front, right there in, on the, right in front of the front door of their house. And she put her head right on the frame. And, and the story is, records that God came upon her and supernaturally gave her incredible rest and sleep. And she slept the whole night like Jesus slept in the midst of a storm. Come on, a raging storm on the boat. She slept in the midst of that. Come on, outside, leaning up the door with supernatural rest and supernatural peace. And then Smith, in the morning, he comes out, opens the door. I don't know if he's going with the paper, whatever he's going to do. He opens up the door, and his wife falls, come on, through the threshold of the door kind of thing. She pops up her head. And she watch, watch, watch. She goes just like this. She goes like this. Hey, Smith. She said, would you like me to cook you some breakfast? With joy and a smile on her face. Whoa, she got up, went into the kitchen, oh, and just blessed Smith. Come on now. With great joy. And she was glad. She was praising. She gave all the glory to God. He said, how could she live with a man, I mean, before he got saved, Smith was, was mean as a junkyard dog. Come on, are you listening to me? He was terrible to live with. And how could she live with that kind of a man? Come on, have that kind of a joy. Be glad, rejoicing, praising God. Have that kind of peace. You know why? Because the story goes like this. God showed Smith Wigglesworth's wife the end result before the beginning. Come on, right at the beginning, when she came to the Lord, she began to pray for her husband. God showed her the end result and nothing moved her. Faith, come on now, real faith in God's word, God's promise, God's prophetic word, God's vision, God's dream for your life. Real faith doesn't get discouraged. Come on, real faith doesn't doubt. Real faith doesn't get depressed. Come on now. Faith, when you know, when you really have seen the end result from the beginning and the Holy Spirit has declared that prophetically over your life, I'm telling you right now, it will cause, come on, you to have a, an absolute bonus and courage about you that nobody and nothing can shut you up. And come on now, from decreeing a thing, and God establishing him, nobody can shut your mouth from praising, worshiping, being glad, rejoicing, acting like it's a done deal. That's what she did. She started acting. It's a done deal. So it didn't matter what happened. You know what happened? He got saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit. God raised this. This man wasn't even educated. She had to teach him. He couldn't even read or write. She taught him to read and write using the Bible. And after he got saved, he never, ever read one newspaper one magazine, the only thing he ever read for in his entire life was the Word of God every day. He never allowed, he carried a little Bible in his pocket. 
He never allowed 15 minutes to go by in his life without reading something out of the scriptures and then praying over it and meditating it. He did that all day long, every day for the rest of his life. And you know what? <clears throat> you know what? He lived under a perpetual open portal over his life where the power of God rained down on him in righteousness and absolute. He went down in history. This uneducated, come on now, man went down in history as one of the most powerful man of men of God to ever walk on the planet in, in recent history. To this day, his name is globally known. You can talk to anybody, anywhere. Come on now, I'm in the church, on this globe, and they will know who Smith Wigglesworth is and what he did for the kingdom of God. His testimony lives in infamy. Come on now, because... He had a wife who allowed the Holy Spirit to show her the end result from the beginning and never, ever doubted it for one second in her life. Never got discouraged, never got depressed. Come on now, supernatural peace. I want to encourage each and every one of you watching here in the name of Jesus. We're done. I'm, I'm way over time. Ooh, thank you, Jesus, for your word tonight. And I don't care what you're believing God for in your life here tonight. In the name of Jesus, I want you to know that God has declared it, and he's going to do it. If he said it to you, if he showed it to you, and I'm going to just, and I'm just going to read one scripture, Psalm chapter 1, and I'm going to, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 1, Proverbs chapter 1. And I'm going to read the last verse to you. Proverbs chapter 1, the last verse to you. <clears throat> and then I'm going to pray right here. It says like this. But the one who always listens to me. The one who always listens to me. What did Jesus say in John 16? The Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to live in you, on you, moving through you. Like a powerful, come on now. <clears throat> and he's going to begin to prophetically show you and decree to you things that are about to happen in your life. He's going to show you the end result from the beginning. And then he's going to ask you to decree a thing so that God can establish it. <clears throat> Solomon says, the one who always listens to me, God, wisdom, will live an undisturbed in a heavenly peace, will live undisturbed in heavenly peace, free from fear, confident and courageous you will rest unafraid and you will live sheltered from the storms of life let me read it one more time this is the promise of god right here but the one who always listens to me come on that's the context of everything i said here tonight will live undisturbed in heavenly peace free from fear confident courageous you will rest unafraid and you will live sheltered from every storm in life. That doesn't mean you're not going to go through storms, but you can be in a shelter. Psalm 91 says, if you come on, abide in the shelter of the Almighty, not even plagues can come to your house. No sickness, no disease, nothing can come near your dwelling. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, come on now, right now, just open up, just lit, open up your spirit now. In the name of Jesus, right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your prophetic word. Come on, there's been a supernatural impartation of the word of God to your heart. I feel it moving even now. 
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, a supernatural impartation of God's word that brings faith, boldness, and confidence to you, that removes all fear, worry, anxiety as it relates to the future in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now, Lord God, that they're going to have ears, everyone in this call, everyone on Facebook, everybody listening on the podcast. I speak to your spiritual ears now in the name of Jesus. And I say spiritual ears now in the name of, just put your hands right on your ears in the name of Jesus. I speak, I release the supernatural anointing of the Holy Spirit that says, let him who have ears to hear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying prophetically concerning the future and result of your personal life now from the beginning in the name of Jesus so that you can move with boldness and confidence and courage into the future, walking in supernatural peace for God's glory and his honor. I'm telling you, God is so faithful. You just got to be open, open to it. I mean, be, come on, have a discerning spirit. Come on now. Uh, at my last partnership prophetic service in, in in the state of Wisconsin last Saturday night, kind of thing, I prophesied over everybody in that meeting, kind of thing, then declared them that, that and then I began to preach the word of God, kind of thing. But before I started preaching, there was a, a lady there. It was either her first or second time there. I can't remember correctly. But she literally, she asked if she could prophesy over me. And I felt real peace about it. I don't usually let strangers prophesy over me. But uh, I had real peace about it. And she literally took her right hand. She put it on my chest. And she declared, Daniel, God knows who you are. And the God, come on now, the lion of the tribe of Judah is going to meet with you in Jerusalem in one year's time. And God's going to move supernaturally and connect you in this next year with somebody that's going to open up the door for you as it relates to what God wants to do in and through and for you in the in Jerusalem and a meeting with God. Now, just say that to the glory of God, but I want you, I'm just trying to illustrate how, how it works. Come on now. So God now has shown me the end result. Come on now, what he wants to do. Come on now, and from the beginning. So I, now I'm already, I'm everywhere I've gone. I'm declaring it every day. I'm declaring it now. Whoever, whether it's just mm, meeting the Lord, or whether it's somebody in the room, whether it's all of you on the call, those on Facebook, come on, those on the podcast, whether it's in a service, a public service that I'm doing, kind of thing, a public meeting. I mean, I just began to declare, this is mm, the end result. This is what the Holy Spirit has shown me. This is what God wants to do. And God will do what he has said he will do because he always keeps his word. Come on now. You see how it happens? Come on now. You see how it works? And I, God is no respecter of people. Come on now. And he's going to do what he's done and has done and continues to do for me. He's going to do it for you. He's going to do it for you. He's going to do it for everybody on the podcast in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for each person on the call. Everybody on Facebook, everybody on the podcast. We thank you, Lord God. Now I ask you, Holy Spirit, sir, that you would seal the seed of your spoken prophetic word into their hearts now. I thank you that it's going to grow. It's going to develop. It's going to mature. And it's going to produce long-lasting, glorifying fruit 
to our loving Heavenly Father for his glory and honor. And I decree that now in the powerful, strong name of Jesus the Christ. And everybody said, amen, amen. Let me say goodbye to those that are on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, I just want to thank you for watching, whether it's you're watching now or the next day or the next week, whatever it is, those on the podcast, thank you for listening. If you want more, know more about our ministry and uh, want to tap into all kinds of free resources, go to dsmhollywood.com, dsmhollywood.com. Well, until next week, you have an absolutely wonderful week. Remember that Jesus loves you. Man, we love you, and uh, my goodness, <clears throat> it's going to be an absolute amazing week for you. Thank you again. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. Have a wonderful evening.